0: Hey, you're drinking house coffee. Unfiltered conversations brewed at the intersection of real estate life and coffee shop service.
1: We're Maggie and Rich, local business owners and friends, sharing stories and welcoming you to pull up a chair with us. The doors always open.
0: Let us pour you a cup. You ready to roll, dude?
1: Ready to roll. Dude.
0: <laughs> Heck yeah. Welcome to House Coffee Podcast.
1: Welcome back episode 27.
0: I love that you've been counting because I really don't pay attention to the things like that, but someone's got to.
1: Yeah. It's it's exciting for me to see the numbers increase. That's
0: true. I mean, it feels like just seven
1: episodes
0: ago. Wait, 27? Really? Yeah.
1: This is episode 27.
0: Gosh. I know. On a weekly basis, we're doing this. Yes. Didn't we just have episode 20? Yeah. That was seven weeks ago?
2: Yeah. That's like two months. I know, man.
0: (laughs) What the heck? What is time? What goes on? Well, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) that's our that's my philosophical uh, reasoning for the day. Um,
1: Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? We can just uh, tell them what we're going to tell them. What we're listening to, or what our episodes about? Oh well,
0: no. We'll tell them what we're going to. We're listening to, but okay. Yeah, well, yeah. What do you What have you been listening to? What have I Is that what you meant? What I was going to yes, start with?
1: Yes, So I actually wanted to. Last episode, I talked about how I was listening to a bunch of podcasts about adolescence and puberty and all these things because I have a kid now, and I regret neglected to say what podcasts I was listening to. So I want to just throw those throwback real quick. Shut those them podcasts. Up. I've been listening to, it's literally called The Puberty Podcast (laughs) by Vanessa Kroll-Bennett and Dr. Kara Natterson. It's amazing. It's all about like how to handle your kid when they're going through puberty. And the second podcast I've been listening to is called Raising Good Humans. And it's by Dr. Eliza. And she talks about development in multiple stages. And... The most recent um, discovery I found um, is called Tilt Parenting by Debbie Reber. And on this specific podcast, I learned about a book that I have been listening to. So bring it at full circle. Nice. Yeah, and that book.
0: You started listening to the book because of
2: the podcast Yes, I
1: started listening to this book because of this podcast. Cool. And the book is called Gifted and Distractable, by Julie Skolnick. And Julie Skolnick is a expert in 2E kids. And 2E stands for twice exceptional. <sighs> Means they have like um, like a neuro, neurological issue or I shouldn't call it an issue. It's like, like basically they're like a neurological, they're wired differently
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they're gifted so um some of the conditions can include add adhd dyslexia dysgraphia dyscalculia which is i never knew what that was it was like a numbers um autism auditory processing disorder and sensory processing differences and and um these kids are also gifted and they excel in like tons of different subjects so I found this book to be really interesting and I'm like taking notes. And if you have a kid in your life who you think could be 2E, then you should definitely read this book.
2: Okay. I'll keep that in
0: mind for when I have a kid in my life who's 2E. Yeah. Twice exceptional. Yep. Cool, cool, cool.
1: You learned something new. I had no idea what that term was. I had no need. Did she make it up? No, no, that? no. It's That's it's not thing. something that she coined. It's mm-hmm. a very widely known term in the educational sphere. And um, I learned about it on the Tilt Parenting podcast. And now I'm learning all about kids who are gifted and distractible.
0: Right on. Do you identify with that?
1: I definitely identify with that. Yeah. I I don't know if I'm if I was a two-week kid, but I definitely was a distractible kid. And um, I was a creative kid for sure. I was diagnosed with ADHD in my 20s. And I probably, I definitely could have benefited from a lot of services that are offered for kids now who have like processing and executive functioning disorders because that's, ADHD is an executive functioning disorder. So, yeah. Gotcha. What have you been listening to?
0: I have been listening to the entire back catalog of Dateline.
2: <laughs> Still?
0: Starting from like when they launched the podcast in oh. 2018. So I just scroll right on all the way down to the bottom of the list. Right on. And I'm just playing straight through.
1: Cool. What if, like, is it all? It's like, not really. <laughs> Dateline is Dateline like, um, murder specific mostly like yeah actually pretty much
0: every episode has been a a murder Mm. situation or i I don't think it's all i don't think it's strictly murder it just tends to be Mm -hmm. and then but sometimes it's just like working on a puzzle and the, the story behind solving it um what the podcast is is literally the audio from the tv Oh. Episode that it was for that one. Cool. So you could probably find like the YouTube video for a lot of these. Although I did look for one of them that I I was listening to recently and the the video wasn't available anymore. So I think maybe Mm -hmm. it timed out or some licensing issue. But so they'll often say like, and here you can see. So like the way they're narrating it, you can tell you should be watching something. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But it totally works as an audio.
1: You can use your imagination.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that works. And I just like I said, I'm doing a lot of different things that I could just put mindless stuff on in the background.
1: That sounds like a laundry folding podcast. Yeah, sure. Like those are the kinds of things. I haven't folded laundry
0: to it, but I've, you know, I've
1: Yeah. But those sharp
0: knives (laughs) and uh, um, hot things. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I like to listen to like I mostly listen to nonfiction stuff like educational things and so when I'm listening I take notes but if I'm listening to something fictional or like like something I don't need to take notes then I'll do like a mindless task along with it
2: cool yeah I
0: mean that's pretty I think that's typical for uh, and I guess people listen to podcasts, what, kind, what type of show kind of do stuff, you think so.
1: our podcast is do you think ours is a take notes or true a mindless crime
0: to, true crime for sure <laughs> no I'm just kidding uh I don't think we have a take notes podcast. We better not. A what? Take notes podcast? I don't think we do. Absolutely not. If you're holding a pen right now, put it down.
1: <laughs> yes, seriously.
0: If you if you are within the sound of my voice, put the pen down. <laughs> <laughs> we specifically said at the beginning of this thing that we did not want the kind of podcast you had. You had like feel like you had to take notes. At. Remember <laughs> when we were like brainstorming yes. our mission statements mm-hmm. and and uh, like our vision and everything? It was like. This is not going to be a guru thing. No. This is like a what not to do. I guess take <laughs> notes on that. But yeah. usually that's just mental notes are adequate for what not to do. Yep. I don't know.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's me lately. Speaking of mission statements. Speaking
1: of mission statements, I know. What a transition. <laughs> we
0: thought we would talk about those today. Yep. And uh, hopefully we'll have fun doing that. I think I know why you thought of this topic because this was your idea. And I think because I was listening back to the episode from last week. Yep. And in that, there was a point in the middle of the episode where you kind of like, the, I, the context of the conversation had you kind of um, telling, encouraging me with something mm-hmm. and like talking. But it, it, I think, I'm, I'm guessing here. I'm saying that I think that you, something in what I was saying or in what you were doing in that moment, pinning me to like my values or whatever yes. it was. Made you think of the fact that we had mission oh, statements, I think it, or like we were talking sense about
1: AI making our life easier or more difficult.
0: Yeah,
1: and I was talking about a human connection. Yeah, is that what you were? Referring I think so. To? I
0: think so. I think so. So I, I'm suggesting, I could be off base here. I'm suggesting that that fact that we had that conversation spurred the idea of mission statements for you. Interesting. Am I right? Subconsciously,
1: maybe, <laughs> possibly. No. Okay. Maybe it has something to to do with it.
0: So, what did trigger this idea? What made you think of?
1: Um, you should talk
0: about mission statements? I just thought
1: something it would be more it would be something that I Like, I actually thought it was your idea.
0: It I'm could not have been just a long saying.
1: I'm not just trying to be like difficult. I'm like, I, I really thought it was your idea, but maybe it was you Just text, on our list, y- yeah. I did text it to you.
0: Yeah. So, I'm just saying something brought it to mind for yeah. you so very recently. And I then I was listening to it and I also, said I, bet this I think
1: is it. I think also because my brand is shifting a little bit.
0: Okay, so you're just practicing. So this I'm like
1: thinking about. I was actually thinking about like, okay, what, what is my business? What am I doing? How do, how do I identify who is my target customer, and, um. I was go, like in order to prep for this conversation I was actually going through some notes um called brand cornerstones which is an exercise I did last year with my friend Jess shout out to Jess who was um helping me like figure out like I guess it's kind of like a mission but a, but a brand cornerstone is was was her way of um like doing that um, subject.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Arriving
0: at that. Yeah. Product.
1: Values. Sure. And I've done exercises like that before, but they've all been like uh, courses I've downloaded from the internet and never finished.
0: I love those. <laughs> I have a cool whole collection myself. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and shout out to like ADHD.
0: <laughs> well, I don't have that
1: but well that for me i've just been like i don't have like if i don't have accountability i won't finish something and jess actually was the first person i was able to finally execute on figuring out what my values were as a as a brand by doing this brand cornerstone because jess was holding me accountable so right just a word to our listener out there if there's something you're struggling with i highly recommend finding a friend or finding a trusted person who can like keep you accountable to do it because it was as simple as that. And I, and I've, I've now I'm rereading everything. I'm like, Oh yeah. It's funny. I don't revisit this on a daily basis, but it's something that because maybe it's like a subconscious thing that I, I, because I did this exercise, I'm able to stick to my core values. And say no. Like I've had to say no this past week to a paying client. Yeah. So that was new and difficult for me.
0: Got it. Because it didn't
1: align with my brand.
0: Sure. Is there a story there?
1: Yeah. I I mean, I don't mind sharing the story. It was um, my um, widest audience for customers is other realtors. If they are listing a house for sale and they need it staged, I'm I'm usually contacted by the listing agent and I'm paid by that agent or I'll send a, a quote and the homeowner will pay me. And the arrangement and in my in my um what do I call it? In my quote for the job, in the print, it's not fine print, it's pretty clear print says that staging, the, the payment is due prior to staging. So I'm not, I don't like, if you want me to stage your house, you have to pay me now and then I'll stage it. And um, so long story short, I made an exception to my rule, which I will never do again. Mm-hmm. And I staged a property in good faith that this person would pay me and um, couple like a day goes by I remind them a week goes by I remind them two weeks go by I remind them wow. finally I said listen and they kept like saying oh my assistant will send a check with my assistant I then said do you want to send me the contact info of your assistant I'll contact your assistant nothing nothing and then <laughs> finally sent a threatening text, which I didn't want to do. It's not really something that's like part of who I am. It's but not I was, a brand cornerstone. No, <laughs> but, but basically I said, and I actually sent like the praying hands emoji because I was trying to be like not, um, I was trying to come across as like, listen, I'm humbly asking you. Yep. But what I said in my message was very clear, which is, I said, so-and-so, my friend, with the praying hands (laughs) emoji, I said, if you do not pay me by the end of today, I'm coming to the house this weekend and I'm removing all of my furniture and I'm destaging the house. And wouldn't you know it, the Venmo payment came in less than an hour. Wow. So it was just as easy as that. And to piggyback on that, um, I have like three houses that I'm staging in the middle of. And I'm also adjusting to life with a pubescent kid at home and school pickups and like just adjusting to trying to meet this kid's needs and getting requests for staging. And I walked through the property in good faith, took pictures. And it was the same agent that took three weeks to pay me. And they wanted me to stage the property. And the the main thing was the house wasn't, there's people who still lived in this house. And I will stage a house if there's furniture there. Like the people don't live there anymore, but their furniture is still there. But I don't stage a property when somebody is still living there because it risks damage to my furniture and my inventory. And this property still had several people living there. And my, I had to just say no. And I said, I'm sorry, like I would, I appreciate the opportunity to do business with you again, but number one, I don't have enough inventory right now because I have four other, like literally four other houses with, furniture I've already allocated for, I said, and somebody, somebody's living in the home. So I can't, I can't stage this home with people living there and risk damage to my stuff. And this agent was like, well, what if you only did it for like a week and then for the photos and then removed it. But because they took so long to pay me in the first time, like, I don't even want to put forth that effort because I'm like, it's not going to be worth it to me, yeah. In the end, so I had to say no. Good for you. Which was really tough for me. I yeah. don't like saying no. I know. <laughs> I really don't. And and here's the here's the truth. I wanted to say yes. I really wanted to. I really, really, really wanted to. And I really considered like. How can I make this work? Right, right, right. What if I just like ran out and bought a bunch of stuff that I didn't mind if it got damaged and like made this success? You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Like I, I was just exactly making, I was making all these justifications in my mind, right. but I'm like, I can't do that because you want to know why? Sustainability is a huge part of my brand <laughs> Cornerstone. And I, I spent, years and years curating my furniture from estate sales and marketplace and all these things and it would go against my core values to just buy a bunch of stuff that adds packaging and plastic to the landfills if i don't if i don't have to sure and i would be bending over backwards making this exception and stressing out over something for someone who, who clearly doesn't value didn't the, value me in the, in the beginning place, yeah. yes jinx <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Sure
0: does. Yeah, shout out. That's uh, that's definitely that's definitely a tough call. Um, would you be willing to say like approximately like estimate what what would the quote have been like? How much did you pass thousands up? of dollars really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So you know, you got a real value there.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I you can't be I'm prioritizing people who pay me. And don't question my invoice, and don't just like boom, here it is. Here's yeah. the check, take it. And I want to work with customers like that, clients like that, who right. are like, I don't care, send me the invoice. I'll have I'll have my admin send you the check. And and what kills me? Here's what like not to like dig the dagger deeper, but the property which I was I wasn't paid for that I had to chase down. I'm not I'm not exaggerating. The the list price was started with an eight. So like Yeah that to me also was like it wasn't a stretch to just it wasn't a stretch. (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. And it had it wasn't like eighty something, it was eight hundred something. That's what I mean. So thanks for clarifying. Yeah. I I
0: took that for granted, but somebody might. But
1: somebody might yeah. So and in this market where we are, how like houses don't sell in the eight hundreds very often. Sure. You know what I mean? So this was a very high end listing and it was frustrating to say the least, but um, I'm not saying I would never do business with this person again, but I, I have to be clear about my values and my, my, my actual value. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just makes me, I'm like, reading these over again and I'm like the villain of my problem my villain slash problem of my brand is big box slash cheap quick fix stores which is something that I would have if I had made this exception to like stage this this other house I would be like giving money to the villain the villain would have
0: won the battle yeah yeah uh, mad respect yeah thanks that is that is definitely the tough kind of call to make, but yeah, um, doing that work ahead of time, I'm sure, put you in a good spot for that. Um, I, I was having some thoughts about that, but yeah, that was a cool. Um, I mean, if nothing else, it was an opportunity to like yeah. reevaluate your
2: mm-hmm.
0: your your value system mm-hmm. and what what kind of drives yeah. you and and you, man. You got to have that, I think. Yeah. For For so many reasons. But it's like, well, what does it matter? Well, in practical situations like this, you're going to know the decision you need to make or mm-hmm. at least have some guiding lights because of, of what you've established ahead of time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, it's important. And I want to like stress this to our audience that like, if if you're in a similar situation, like... I think old Maggie a couple years ago probably would have dragged this on and dragged this on and maybe would have like never gotten paid,
2: Mm.
1: you know, because, but like you have to realize like they were the one who was in the wrong. Yeah. But so you can't feel bad if somebody wrongs you in that way and confront them about it. And like, when I confronted them about it, yeah, it was uncomfortable, but like I knew I was right. Yeah. Because they didn't stick to their side of the bargain. I staged the house. All my stuff is in there. Yeah. You know, the photos are online. Everything's there. So like I held up my end of the bargain. They didn't. So it's important when you have these uncomfortable situations with a client or a customer or someone like, you know, if you've if you've held up your end of the bargain and you've done your job, it makes it a lot easier when you go to the other person and confront them about them not holding up their end of the bargain, aka them not paying you.
0: It's contract one on one people. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great point. And like you said, it's not fine print. I mean, no. everything was done in the daylight. It was mm-hmm. clear your expectations. Mm-hmm. They hired you. They agreed to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And who knows? I know I, I know what it's like to be on on the other side of that where I'm I'm not trying to do someone dirty, but I no. am like making cash flow decisions. Sure. Out of necessity. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like who gets paid this month? Kind <laughs> of thing. And that is something I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. I don't know about this person. No. You this know? was
1: not a cash flow it's issue. It's not a
0: cash flow decision. No. It's just so, who who knows? But either yeah. way, um, good on you. So, okay, yeah, I got it, got it. So, you, you did get paid for the one and then you mm-hmm. got to pass on a different yep. one because it didn't align. Because it
1: didn't align. or And it made it easier to, like, honestly, made it so easy to pass on the second one because of my experience the first time. Yeah. Knowing. because yeah,
0: at that point, it's a pattern. Yeah. It's starting to be recognizable.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Cool. Thanks for yeah. sharing the story.
1: Thanks. Yeah. So what are some things, so like, are we talking about storied coffee today for your mission statement?
0: We we can. I didn't know, I didn't think we would go one and then go the other like oh, okay. different episodes because I, I don't know that I have that much to say about it. I mean, in general, I think we were envisioning a discussion about our value systems. Yeah. Our, our sense of what a value system is and does. I think we've covered it a little bit, what a value system does for us. There's there's more to say, I'm sure. Um, and then how like a value system lends itself to creating a statement mm-hmm. that captures slash communicates how those values lead us to an end goal. Yeah. Excuse me. As a business.
1: Should I share like, some of the modules that Jess had me fill out.
0: Is it proprietary information?
1: Well, I'm not going to read them. Like, I'm not going to read all of them, like, uh, word for word. But like, I, here's
0: Jess's tool. Yeah, exactly. Because, this, you, you know, she's her, a brand.
1: Like, her right. her business is True to You Brands, and she helps people figure these out. And I know Becca has a business now where she, part of her business is helping people with branding.
0: I truly need I not need to hire both of them. You real well, like at this, at Becca time. was
1: a huge part of like this brand. How's coffee? The
0: shoe in her early days of branding work.
1: Yeah, so I'm sure she could weigh in on these things. Shout but out Becca. Shout out Becca. <laughs> um, it's been a while since episode. Yes,
0: it's every other episode
1: now. <laughs> um, but the basic, I think the basic concepts of the these brand cornerstones are also can be found in Story Brand. Like these are very similar um, concepts. Got gotcha. you. Because, like, you know, in in the first module, you have to identify your ideal client, and in and she identifies that client as the hero. She and does.
0: Has she been through that? Do you know?
1: Yeah, I think oh, okay, so. Okay. I think so. Um, Let's so just
0: y- pause though and just say because we talk about story band a little bit. And yeah. so I just want to acknowledge like where that comes from. So I okay. don't know because I, I don't actually know where you come from with that per se. Have you been through it? Are you familiar with the com, with the I've material? never been through
1: StoryBrand, but, but Jess has referred to it and you've referred she to it. She has and
0: I have. Okay. And I have not been fully through it by any stretch. Becca, lend me the StoryBrand <laughs> book. So I have that. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it. Sorry, but And
1: thanks. I've dabbled in a little bit of the Marketing Made Simple so podcast. So what,
0: what, what StoryBrand... Okay. Donald Miller is like a business... Expert. He has a he has a company called Business Made Simple. I actually think he owns HubSpot. Do you oh. know? Have you heard of HubSpot? Like the I've HubSpot. I've heard of it,
1: but I don't know if he owns. Podcast our... network. Okay. I'm
0: pretty sure his that's his thing. Out of all of this business stuff that he does, I could be wrong. Um, Google it. <laughs> but <laughs> um, he, so he has a company called Business Made Simple. And it's all about growing your business and envisioning your business as a, uh, basically he's giving you mental models for understanding mm-hmm. business. And he goes into um, different ways to do that. But but the the most catchy one and the one that's kind of like come around most recently is this model of an airplane. Oh I'm yeah. not going to get into like the six parts, but if you listen to the Business Made Simple podcast, it's Donald Miller bringing on guest after- You've
1: referenced the airplane yeah, on this course. podcast before.
0: Right, right, exactly. So guest after guest talking about how people um, are- are building their businesses using this, this framework for understanding it. So you can look that up. I think it would be easy to find. And he talks the very, just, just listen to the introduction of the business made simple podcast with Donald Miller. And you will hear all six parts of the airplane. Cause he, the intro every episode, he's explaining how, um, how, how, what each one of those things is. And he says so that you can, can go far and fast? Yeah. Okay. So he has a, he, he also wrote a book a while back called story brand. And that is all about framing marketing around, hopefully this isn't proprietary, you're gonna get me sued, right? But <laughs> to explain it, but here's the concept. Um, your, your customer, so you're a, you're in, mm-hmm. if you're a marketer, your person, or if, or if you need to market yourself, your customer is the hero of the story. You and your product and your company, you're not the hero.
1: Right you yes.
0: are the guide and he he tracks how he he points out how in every good superhero story you have the hero but there's a there's a there's a quintessential there's a quintessential person in the mix who is the the guide the mentor the person who kind of opens the doors mm-hmm. for the hero to succeed right um with batman it's uh it's it's alfred or or, uh, or Lucius Fox. It's it's different characters surrounding. Wait,
2: who's Lucius Fox?
0: He's the tech guy who's um, in Batman. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like the the cool tech guy who's mm-hmm. in the company, but like on the he knows Morgan th- Freeman. He, yes, <laughs> he's Lucius <laughs> Fox. <he's- laughs> um. So, and I don't know. I don't know who i keep trying to think of Spider Man. Like I don't actually know that. But I'm I'm watching the show called uh, Arrow now, which is another DC superhero. From like 2008, mm-hmm. this series was gone.
2: Arrow.
1: Do you know oh it
0: God. on the W on the CW? Like, yeah, dude.
1: Oh my gosh, Arrow! I love that show, oh, dude. Because I really like um, the Flash.
0: Got it. It was another show, right?
1: Yes, they did. They cross over. Do they
0: oh, spoiler alert! I'm only on season two, so don't say anything else. Okay. Um So I've been enjoying <laughs> that, but he's got he's got this guide of this this guy who was hired as his. um, that dude, that show's crazy. I don't know how closely it is it resembles the comics, but there's so many layers to you it. You talking Just about Arrow show, yeah? But anyway, so I'm, in other words, I'm trying to avoid telling you all the backstory—not <laughs> you, but anyone listening. Um, so the the main character, he's he's this superhero guy, and he—I would say that the guide in that story is primarily this person that his his family, his mom, hires to be a uh, like a security guard for him, a personal bodyguard basically Mm -hmm. and then he gets let in on the secret that he's got this double life he's he's arrow and so then he Mm -hmm. the bodyguard joins the team basically and he starts fighting the crime too and uh so like that's the guide he's always pointing him in the right Mm -hmm. direction and kind of like you know they're they're, they spar and everything um so it's it's that kind of thing when you are in business you are the guide you are the person your product is, is the thing that's going to open the door for your customer the hero to fulfill their Mm -hmm. purpose and that's the whole concept of story brand it's like this big yes it's, it's a story idea and so the more clearly you communicate how you are positioned to help a person fulfill their goals the more successful you'll be in marketing yes which I think is a great concept. I love that, and uh, if only I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun to explore, and so that's what we used to talk about when we do the whole story brand. So I, it looks like what you have from Jess is similar type stuff. I, yep. I, we went into that just to give you all a sense of like we reference this a bit, and so that's yeah. the whole concept. And I think it's very borrowable mm-hmm. to uh, to yeah. begin executing on. On stuff, but if you hear us talk about that, that's where that's coming from. It's material that's out there, and I'll just say lastly that the the, the he has the business made simple podcast. He also has the marketing made simple yeah. podcast, which is not hosted by Don. It's hosted by JJ, some a guy named JJ, and it's basically episode by episode walking you through different components of the story brand framework. Mm-hmm. So you could kind of listen to the marketing made simple yeah. podcast for free and get a long, get a course. It's like getting a course in that. Yeah. Um, especially if you start from the beginning and just there's, listen through. There's a
1: lot of good content. Yeah. On they're
0: pretty bite-sized episodes too, yeah. though, and they're very practical. So you can kind of walk, get walked through that story brand framework just by listening to the podcast without having to like buy anything. Mm-hmm. So little pro tip for you. Cool. Um, I referenced one of their episodes on the AI thing because they were talking yep. about that recently. I think they're still producing the podcast. But anyway, all of that is out there for you and that's where we're coming from with yeah, that. So,
1: and that was that concept was like very intr- instrumental in helping me create the Welcome Home Co core values and brand cornerstones. And so, yeah. Tell us. We have to, you know, the there's five different modules that Jess assigned me and um with questions about my ideal client, like very detailed, very specific questions, like about their hobbies, their interests, like their characteristics. And um, that was module one. The second module was the villain. And that's basically like the problems that your ideal client or your hero faces. And so your job is to be the problem solver for your ideal client. And so just by going through these different modules, was able to like come up with um, like words that would be considered part of your core values and the words that, and she even gives like a whole cheat sheet of words wow. that you can go through that See, you that's can-
0: That's worth whatever you paid for already. <laughs>
1: You can you can have it for uh three ninety nine. I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> I don't even know what yeah, it no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but these probably exist like on the internet somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the words that I chose for my brand were sustainability, authenticity, and creativity. So
0: Did you have to choose? just 3
1: because um, that was a long at list at least of words. 2 gotcha. no more than 4 okay and
0: that's good narrowed down
1: authenticity wasn't even on this list <sighs> um and
0: so you you you're, at this point you're talking about the the problems
1: the no, villain words no i'm i'm talking about like the core values of welcome home co
0: Are you still on module two? No. Talking about the villain, you've moved on.
1: I've moved on to module module three. Three.
0: Can you say that one again, or the keyword on that? The guide. Ah, I missed the transition.
1: I didn't say it. (laughs) The heck, dude! (laughs) I didn't say the. I didn't say. Left me in module two. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) You probably weren't the only one who was confused. It was probably (laughs) (laughs) our listener too. So you
0: got your ideal client, yeah, who ends up being you know Mm -hmm. the hero of the story, and then Mm -hmm. you're. And the problem is that the hero is always facing an obstacle that's preventing them from realizing their true destiny Mm -hmm. or, or save the thing that before they can save the day, they've got to deal with, Mm -hmm. with the villain. And so the villain Mm -hmm. in in your, so what were some villainous traits?
1: Villainous traits. So we're going back to module two. So here's the thing about module one and two. I, I handed over my paper copies to her when I (laughs) filled these out. And I scanned and emailed the three, four, and five, so the I don't know what I wrote down in module one and That's two, okay. but we don't
0: have time to like i I'm get into everything, but do you have a sense of like what were some of the things um, that you thought people were that you thought or or that you think are problems that people are facing for
1: um I think you want do problems with? that people are facing my customers are like don't know where to start with design, don't know how to pair things in in their home. Um, They want to make sustainable choices, but it feels overwhelming to them and they don't know where to start. Um, They maybe work from a home or like their home is like their safe, cozy space. They want to create a place within their home that they can, you know, feel like inspired and creative. And so, or they need to, or their home is empty and they need, because oftentimes, like, I can't tell you how many times people ask me if after I've staged their home and they're like moving, they're like, can you help me with my next house? Nice. And like, that's such a compliment yeah, true, because it's, I've, I've made their home, which is staged, uh-huh. feel homey to them.
0: Yeah. You could bundle that. You could be like, all right, if you work with me now, when you move you get a move-in discount on the next one. Yeah. Just throwing it. That's for free.
1: Sweet. Not free for them. They're gonna pay for it. No, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um so this that's that's I guess my villain is just just getting a sense. Just not really knowing indecisiveness, not knowing where to go or how to how to pick things Mm -hmm. for a home. And I mean, I don't want to keep like belaboring this out, but basically, so mod that was module three is the guide, module four is the transformation, and module five is the positioning statement. And so my positioning statement for Welcome Home Co. And mind you, I wrote this a year ago, and even in the last year, I believe that this has changed significantly. But my positioning statement is um, I help women ages 25 to 40 who struggle with discontent with their home by offering long-term sustainable shopping slash decor tips and practices so they can feel contentment and peace in their home. That's dope. So that's that's what I came away with. That's what, with. You said that's what I wrote down what I came away with.
0: Yeah. That's interesting to hear because that speaks to like a bigger like you're all staging now. You're mm-hmm. basically all staging yeah. at this point. But that and real
1: estate. Like I said, Right. Well, yeah. I mean
0: you do that's kinda like thing. that's that's a given. Okay. But like Welcome Home Co.
1: Right, Welcome Home Co is, is Kind of like the staging yes. company.
0: But this is interesting to hear because that speaks to a broader thing that's a little bit more interior decorating, almost, mm-hmm. but through the lens of all these different values that you mm-hmm. hold. So that's interesting. It is. It's a bit broader than what you you kind yeah. of kind of niched down from there. Very much. I think. Like really down.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: which I mean, niching is generally a good thing, but I have. One, what do you think? You're seeing this again?
1: Well, like I'm. I'm reading my alternative statement, which is. I help eco-friendly women twenty-five to through forty overcome consumerism by offering eco-friendly shopping alternatives so they can feel happy and contentment at home while also saving the planet. Interesting. So what was your question? How do I what?
0: How do you feel about that now? Do you do you do you Okay, first thing I'm gonna say though, a mission statement and a positioning statement are are clearly clearly different things. Oh, okay. And if they're not clearly different, we can get into how they're different. But okay. that that's a little bit more like insider. Like you wouldn't share that. That's not no. gonna be on your website, mm-mm, right? Mm-mm. That's that's a position statement for you to to yes, operate from and understand totally. this is what mm-hmm. I do. Um, but that's not like the marketing version sure.
1: of this isn't of going that. on my website.
0: That's like DNA right there. Totally. That's the DNA. And then how it presents is the mission statement. Okay. Kind of idea.
1: That's a good way of positioning it.
0: (laughs) But you're saying that maybe your DNA has changed.
1: Well, I think that I I wrote this from the lens of like, I'm going to be blogging regularly. I'm going to be, you know, putting out social media content regularly and like aligning with other brands and stuff. And I've been not, I haven't ruled that out completely, but I've been I haven't been blogging regularly like I really used to. Yeah. And I'm really in the last year just trying to figure out like what Welcome Home Co is. Sure. And if I'm going to be a brand like I I have to be like have to work I have to work in the brand mm-hmm. before it can become this like bigger thing right I don't want to just become like a quote no offense but I'm, I don't want to just be like a influencer who's like pushing products for people to buy and getting commissions from those like I that's why I have this like deeper purpose I have nothing against that yeah and I'm actually like I would I would love to create a community of people who wanna purchase and buy like sustainable things and part of what I was part of the goal of of doing this with with Jess was to figure out a way to like help people specifically women like create a space in their home that they feel feel like they didn't have to buy everything from a big box store. You know? Like mm-hmm. I want people to have like unique and and unique treasures and things in their home, but like things you you buy at an estate sale. There's no link to buy it. You have to go find it. Yeah. So like yeah, like some of the things in in a home you can like you know, put a link to Amazon or put a link to Target or whatever. And that's great for, for that time and place. But like my whole goal is to, it's like kind of going back to our, a couple episodes ago when we talked about how sales are down on some of these bigger box stores because people are thrifting more. Right? Do you know how happy that made me? Because <sighs> I'm like, yay. Like people are actually re- buying and repurposing things and not just like clicking like buy online. And I would love to see more unique things in people's homes. And so that's why part of my staging business is mostly curated from secondhand and estate sales and stuff because that feels homey to me. I want, my, I want the houses I stage to feel homey.
0: I got you.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Got you. I'm trying to think of where to take that because there's a couple questions I was having, but we were also having this other discussion.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: so.
1: I mean, I was in story today and I think it feels homey in there. And you've got a lot of like, you've got a good mix of like Ikea shelves, which <laughs> I feel like was a, was a necessity because right. you wanted cohesiveness. And I will say that like, if if you want a cohesiveness in your home, like, no, no, one, no one's going to be knocking on your door with the police like, you know, arresting you for buying a bunch of shelves on Ikea or Amazon or whatever, especially if cohesiveness is like important to you. But like when we're talking about the chairs that you have and like even the used books and some of the decor you have in there, you know, that's something that was curated and found. And I think that's what makes storied feel so cozy and homey. With those vibes
0: got it appreciate that you heard it here first mm-hmm. people maggie herself with the stamp of approval <laughs> on the home advisor story so if you haven't been there get over there and get over there it. Uh, but only between the hours of eight and two on <laughs> <laughs> weekdays and, eight and three on saturdays <laughs> definitely don't come on sunday
1: to be determined i know
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um well yeah no thanks I, I appreciate that from you uh that means a lot obviously you had a hand of putting that together. But mm-hmm. that means extra because you haven't been there in a little while. And so, well, yeah. I heard you came in the other day actually, but.
1: I came in at like 158. I heard that
0: too. <laughs> but um, point is like, now you're have seeing still it still served me? She always will. You could have come in at 215. You could have knocked on the door. Um, She, no, you you, you have a little bit of fresh eyes because you haven't been mm-hmm. there in a little while, right? Yeah. So you're coming in and it's like, and what you're saying is that it, it, it struck you. It hits you with this, mm-hmm. this homie vibe. And that's, uh.
1: Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It felt good. It was a nice, a nice, uh, nice vibe.
0: So I think the question is, what's what is a mission statement to a brand? Mm-hmm. And in this case, what is a what what would be your mission statement? Because you have your positioning statement, but as we said coming into this conversation, you don't exactly have. A mission statement. So like if I went on your website, I'm like going to the about tab. I don't even know yeah, if you have that. I do. And you drop it down. You're going to have a description of your business and probably words about what you aim to do. But is there like one succinct? There's not one succinct yeah, pull, statement. There
1: is, I think. I just don't know it. If you pull it up, if you pull up my website. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. you, Donald Miller. I would think it's coming it, for you right now.
1: I think it's something like we create Beautiful functional spaces while maintaining like sustainable practices or something like that.
0: Is it welcomehome.co?
1: No, the welcome home co. The welcome home co.com. And um, it's, it's, yeah, it's something about creating beautiful functional spaces while maintaining like sustainable, practical habits or something like that.
0: At WH Co., mm-hmm. we believe in beautiful functional spaces while maintaining practical and sustainable habits. Oh, that's literally the first thing you get right at the top.
1: Yes. Okay. So that is, that is kind of my mission.
0: About our mission. There's a little, there's literally a button that says about our mission. Mm-hmm. let's see what we get it's
1: been it's been a a minute
0: yeah um, my ultimate dream these are your exact words <laughs> my ultimate dream and the entire mission behind Welcome Home Co is to help you create that gorgeous in parentheses make your mother-in-law jealous home haven you've been dreaming of while not eating up your savings or killing the environment. Yep. I'm here to teach you all the ways I've learned to shop smarter, aka thrifting, estate sales, upcycling, etc. While adding the perfect dash of style. Think vintage meets modern meets practical. And then some words about your credentials. Mm-hmm. When you follow along with my blog, social content, and subscribe to the Estate Sale Fridays monthly journal. Still doing that?
1: Nope. You got to bring that back. You get
0: insider knowledge on how to shit. Yeah, now you do because you're about to have a a buttload of subscribers. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to our listeners. You'll get insider knowledge on how to shop, style, layout, and care for your home, plus so much more. I share all the behind the scenes details of our forever ongoing home projects and teach you simple and easy ways to transform your own spaces i think you still are doing that consistent fairly consistently yeah on your uh, own in, personal social on instagram, instagram. I am, yeah. whether it's simply how to upcycle a thrifted piece from an estate sale or the construction tips behind our new floor plans i hope you find inspiration motivation and eco friendly habits to bring into your everyday life
1: i still hope that
0: the welcome home co core values sustainability authenticity creativity mm-hmm. inclusivity and there's a paragraph for each one of those, which we're not going to mm-hmm. read. That's yeah, that's cool. That's that's super cool. And then right at the bottom, subscribe to WH Coast. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need
1: to get on that. Actually, it's not I, like
0: you're not going to estate sales.
1: No, I am. I do it you on just, Instagram. You just gotta, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just kind of. If you migrated. want to see estate sale Fridays, you really have to follow me on Instagram because that's that's where I'm posting the content right now. Fair.
0: Um. Okay. That's cool. So. Yeah, I think you, so these are words about these are words about your your mission for sure. Is it a mission statement? Create beautiful, functional spaces while maintaining practical and sustainable habits. Probably. Yeah. Probably qualifies. Let's see what is a how how would Google define mission statement? That's
1: a great question.
0: Mission statement. This is Wikipedia on the Google search, a mission statement is a short statement of why an organization exists. What its overall goal is, the goal of its operations, what kind of product or service it provides, its primary customers or market and its geographical region of operation. That's the whole short single paragraph. Should
1: have led it with is. that at the beginning.
0: Maybe, but I mean, I actually would have stopped that s- sentence right at a mission statement is a short statement of why an organization exists. I actually think period. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the other things are how you might explain or what you might incorporate in that. And that's funny to me that it says that actually, because the way I frame a mission statement is another way, another I I use the synonym that I think I've coined, but it's an existence statement. Existence so for me, a statement. mission statement is an existence statement. You might frame it as, we exist to blah, blah, blah.
1: going to write that down.
0: Please do. Except don't take notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Darn thing.
2: it. <laughs> Throwback.
0: <laughs> I already took notes. Um, This episode.
2: Existence so, We
0: exist to blah, blah, blah. And that is the way that I have framed the storied mission statement. So if you were to go on the storied website, you would find that it says, We exist to provide for memorable experiences through specialty coffee, milk teas, and more. Wow. That's the entire mission statement currently of story. Can you say that again? It has been for for probably a couple years. That's been the clearest way I've stated that. We exist or storied exists to provide for memorable experiences through specialty coffee, milk teas, and more hmm and to me that's a that's a crafted statement. i every word in that is specifically. Chosen oh, I know Because we're saying okay, we are here
2: mm-hmm.
0: To Like that's the way I think about a mission statement is like what are you doing? What are you here to do? What are you going to do how, and a little bit? How are you going to do it? So I mean that Wikipedia article that Wikipedia blurb does Capture what I do with that statement. I, I think we exist to provide for memorable experiences Okay. So I, so you could say period right there. We use it to provide for a memorable experience. And the idea there is like storied is here. We're not going to provide the memorable experiences. Mm-hmm. We're going to provide four memorable experiences. We're going to give you what you need mm-hmm. to create a memorable experience. Okay. And, yeah. And, and the reason I wrote it that way is because that's what a storied coffee is. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a storied coffee is a coffee that captures a, a, a moment. It's a, it's a coffee. Okay. It's a, it's an experience that's capturing a moment in time,
2: mm-hmm. whether you're
0: sharing that moment with a friend or whether you're on your daily commutes and you get that coffee, that's going to get you to work, you know, or it's at the end of the day, you're decompressing. You're going to go share that moment, or you're going to have a experience with your barista. You know, you're, you're, you crave that conversation. Mm-hmm. You're going to get over that coffee or, or you're looking back on a season of life that's like, oh man, there was that time I used to go to that coffee shop all the time and it was the coolest place. And mm-hmm. like we would hang out and all my friends and we loved it. You know, like for me in high school, a coffee is a storied thing and that's where that name comes from. And so with this statement, I'm saying, hey, we're here to give back, to keep that cycle going, to create that kind of thing for people. We exist to provide for memorable experiences because coffees represent memorable experiences. Now, obviously, it's boba, it's Beer, it doesn't have to just be coffee. This is true of so many things in our lives um, as far as like a a beverage or whatever. But obviously we're leading with coffee.
2: That's (laughs) so so beautiful.
1: Because think about like, think about how many memorable experiences that you have provided for.
0: Yeah, true. True, I hope it's a lot and I'm sure it is. It's probably more than I could ever like. Mm Mm-hmm like think of or, or
1: like you remember have to been take in, credit for. Yeah. This is, this is a time where you should pat yourself on the back because like, think of Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like you have provided for, you have provided for so many memorable experiences. I mean, I watched one happen today with a little kid that ran straight to the back <laughs> and played yeah, with yeah, the yeah. little like barista Dude. play set. And the dad was point. like, Oh, he, he, he talks about how he wants to come here and he wants to play. And so when they get there, he jumps out of his stroller and he runs straight to the back. So true. And I mean, that's one little thing, but I mean, no, think it about, starts there.
0: That's so true. Yeah. Like that kid's going to look back on that mm-hmm. time with his dad and, and come and just go into that coffee shop, mm-hmm. whether we exist, you know, when he's 10 or 20 or whatever or not. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, he th- can remember that as about, far back as
0: he can remember. Think
1: about all the like first dates or like the, yeah. like, ideas like collaborations and All these like moments that people have had because yeah. of storied.
0: Thanks So what you're saying is I was right on. Yes <laughs> with the uh With that so I mean you can see You get it you you mm-hmm. get exactly what I I'm saying it. and you get why storied exists because not just because you've been here for the whole time right but because when I, when we call it a story that we've been capturing, we're trying to capture that concept, mm-hmm. what you just described. We've been trying to capture that from the whole time because when I went into this thing, I realized that's what people…
1: Are craving.
0: Are craving. And that's what they value coffee for. Mm-hmm. Even as Stewart's, even the cheapest coffee, the the 99 cent cumbe's coffee, which by the way is not 99 cents anymore… Mm-hmm. Just found that out the hard way the other day. The other night, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Stewart's was already closed. It was after midnight. Um, even even as- those experiences with the the with the with cheapest stuff, it's like I'm going out of my way to do this thing because I need to have this experience. Mm-hmm. It needs to be part of the next thing I'm going to do. I need this cup of coffee in my hand. I'm going to go shop. I'm going to go um, do this work project late at night or whatever it is. It's like I, I need to get that thing to be part of this. And that's what storied is capturing. But in my mission statement, I was very clear to say, we're not providing the memorable experience. Yes. That's not on us. It's too much pressure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, we are providing for memorable
2: experiences.
0: Yeah. I used to say provisioning memorable experiences because I like the sound of the word. Yeah. But I think even that's a little bit, if you look up provisioning versus provide for, you know, provision is a very specific word. Mm-hmm. I think it fits but I I leaned away from it. I went for, we provide for memorable experiences. Mm -hmm. Okay, but then I get into through, and so how are we doing that? It's through specialty coffee, milk teas. So the two main things we emphasize, but, and more is appended to the end, just so you Mm -hmm. know that we got more going on than just that. Right. Could have said through specialty coffee and milk teas. And books. And now it's books, right? But, but it has to also be a, uh, it has to be a, a succinct statement yep. and it has mm-hmm. to like be catchy.
1: You have flowers there now.
0: Today. Yeah, this week. This week. Yeah, we have flowers from um Reflections of Eden, which is formerly village floral mm-hmm. in Scotia. Uh Lissa, who used to have a flower shop down yeah. the street. She had uh, some bouquets that she could cool. she could she dropped off for us. Nice. So yeah. Yeah, I yeah, saw that. Um, so that's my mission statement. Wow. And for me, I've, I think, I think I said in, I think I said in five minutes, everything, yeah. <laughs> everything I needed to say about the values and where that comes from. For me, though, it's that's the statement that best sums up what we're doing here. And I don't think a mission statement is the only thing you need. I think it's also good, and you did this on your website. I think it's also important to clarify for others, but perhaps all the more for yourself, what your values are. Mm. And there are some values that you hold publicly. And I think there are also values you hold personally that are less public, you know? But for us, we used to say, we used to say that we. We are dedicated to, so this is the way I put it. You know, I said the mission statement, we prefer we exist to provide for, blah, blah, blah. And then I say, we are dedicated to quality, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: craft, and customer connection. That's what we used to say. And by saying we're dedicated to it is a way of saying, hey, we value these things. We're going to stick to these things. These are going to be our guiding principles and largely those are still true and i have you know a whole paragraph for each one of those myself we are dedicated to quality craft we did stop saying the word customer i don't use the c word anymore so mm-hmm. we say guest connection yeah but i liked all three of the i liked the alliteration, yeah, the alliteration. but i was willing to sacrifice that to use to lose the word and, and use guest instead but mm-hmm. connection is still in there guest connection totally quality craft guest connection and
1: that's what we called people at when i worked at pottery barn it's like Helping our
2: guests.
0: Guests, yeah, totally. It's it's just it frames it, it frames the totally. relationship differently, mm-hmm. you know, and it puts it it spins the emphasis in a in a in a better way. Nothing wrong with customers or consumer. But guest
1: forced. is a homey it word.
0: It is, yeah, exactly. So I mean, it really is, it shout out to hospitality as a yeah. concept, which is the business that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good point. So I don't know. There's a lot I could say about about all that, but. I have found it handy to have that mission statement. I write it on. It's on the website. It is when I used to print menus. It would be like mm-hmm. our logo at the top, and then it would say story. To, we exist to. It would be that mission statement right under the logo, mm-hmm. and then under that be the, like the hours kind of thing. And that was the whole. It was central. It was like a focal point of things for us. I think the hardest thing is staying true to all that when you yeah. when you do have a mission statement. It's like okay, this actually needs to be our guiding principle. And it should permeate everything you're doing. And there should be a way that, I mean, in the most ideal scenario, there should be a way that everything in your business is tying back to your sense of mission. Everything should be flowing through the filter of your mission statement. Yeah. If your business is functioning optimally or like at its most healthy
1: reflection. Yeah. And you, if you're hiring people, you want them to align with that too.
0: Right. Right. People who, who are applying with you should be leading with your mission statement. Right. In the ideal scenario. Yeah. They're like, oh, wow. I have, I, you know, I really love the way that, um, I get the sense. I really love the way, (laughs) like the sense I have of, of how, when I come here, I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, you're always trying to like create a, a memory of, you know, for us, <laughs> or, you're gonna or provide
2: for a memorable yeah, right, right. experience.
0: I love the way I can bring a friend here, and, and it's cozy, and we get to have this this cool time together.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so I thought maybe I could contribute to that environment because I value those kinds of experiences. I think I could help other people have those kinds of experiences too. Oh, cool! Wish we had a job opening for you, yeah, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're not cause you sound hiring. like our kind of person. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's i think is that is that cool is that yeah. is that like a wrap on this
2: conversation i
1: think so yeah we kind of it's we i like the direction that this went i think it was good Same. to to talk about the positioning statement and the true i hadn't statement. heard that
0: language and mm-hmm. and and thought of it that way but that's a cool tool for my tool belt is like yeah you know think of what, what's your dna it's not going to mm-hmm. be the way it present. You don't have to present this to the world in this language, but mm-hmm. you know how do you capture all your things in a in a statement that helps you understand? Yeah, w- what your position is?
1: Yeah, referring to the positioning statement, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like that's I I might I might think of that as like a as your DNA, and then yeah. and then the mission statement is like was a genotype versus a phenotype, <laughs> you know?
2: One and is what
1: the, and your mission statement, I guess, is, is more public because you want people yeah, to exactly. understand your mission statement, whereas your positioning statement's a little bit more private. It's not like you're hiding it, but it's like, you know, maybe positioning statement could be like what you keep on your, you know, bulletin board in, in the office or whatever. Yeah. And you look back and reflect on that when you think about how you can help your hero.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah so true.
1: But yeah, I think I think that covers it.
0: Cool. No, that was a good um, that was a good idea. I'm glad we talked about that because, as you can probably tell from my tone today, uh, this is a this is a topic I actually am particularly invested in. and, yeah. and enjoy. And I think I think that I right now I'm caught up in the kind of lifestyle that just doesn't afford me the ability to live up to all my expectations of myself. And, and my values. And so I lose sight. In other words, mm-hmm. I'm losing, it's easy for me to lose sight of my mission and the storied mission and, and these things and revisiting it is always encouraging. Yeah. So thanks. I hear thanks.
2: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: good talking with good you, Maggie. talk. That's always. <laughs> yeah. I would like to explore, maybe next time, if you would, or, or a time soon. I'd like to explore the concept of, of business models. Okay. Because that's a concept I've been chewing on.
2: Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool to like yeah. talk
0: with someone about that. But what I'm envisioning with something like that is business, a business model is basically the way you make money.
1: Yeah. Not mm-hmm. only the
0: way you generate money, but the, mm-hmm. it's, it's the model of how you become profitable, how you become sustainable as a business. Uh, in other words, you can have a a good model, a successful model is one that's going to make profit which sustains the business into the future. But a a broken model, every business has a model, mm-hmm. but a broken model fails
1: mm-hmm.
0: to sustain the business.
1: That would be a really interesting topic to yeah, discuss. Yeah,
0: I think that would be. So when I think about it that way, in those ways, that's mm-hmm. where it becomes interesting to me. And I'd be interested to hear how what is the real estate model? Yeah. You know, the real estate agent or it's the evolving. real estate business. I'm in
1: the middle of evolving right now. So this is a, this is a good time. So I'd
0: love to hear some thoughts on that. And I think, you know, the coffee shop model, maybe it's the restaurant model. It's all probably somewhat standard, but for some reason there's, there's 98 coffee, 98% of coffee shops or whatever that don't make it. And 2% that do. And it's like, what's the difference?
2: Yeah.
0: You know, they all think they're the same, but there's gotta be some cracks in the model somewhere that are allowing most of them to not make it. And, uh, that's, yeah, that's what I want to explore. Yeah. So whether that's next time, if we can get our act together or- Kudos to Storied for
1: being the
0: 2%. But yeah, I don't know though. <laughs> I don't actually know. I think I might be the 98%. And I think there's like a lot of, um. there's a lot of like, uh. shoot, uh, like architectural supports that mm-hmm. are kind of, you know, you know how you have like a, a decrepit, like a decrepit, crumbling building but you Mm -hmm. like put some reinforced steel around things and kind of like hold it up Yeah, I think that's actually what we got going on
2: okay
1: interesting take
0: (laughs) yeah I mean it keeps it up right Mm -hmm. but it's it's hobbling along what you really need is a a new foundation and possibly new walls (laughs) you might just want to demolish (laughs) that you might just want to demolish that thing and just start
2: over
1: what an analogy
0: thanks (laughs) On my analogy grind today.
1: Yeah. Love it. All right, folks. Send us feedback at housecoffeepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time. Deadline Monday night. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. Later.
1: Peace.